Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Is it too far to take in two children from a bad home without ever clearing it with your partner? We'll find out in a bit, but first, a story from Beezus94. Am I the jerk for not allowing my wife to wash the dog in the kitchen sink? So, we have a four-pound chihuahua. We also have four full bathrooms in our house. We were discussing giving the dogs a bath and a walk. My wife suggested that we can wash Romeo in the kitchen sink because he's so small. I said that's disgusting because our dishes go into that sink and food-related products. She disagrees. I said, dude, if I ask Reddit, you're going to be roasted. I will not wash the dog in the kitchen sink. Am I the jerk? It might be grody to some, but I don't think it'd be too weird for washing them in the sink. And by the way, hey, I'm Steven. And if you love these hard-hitting Am I the Jerk here stories, then why not subscribe? That said, our next story is from Throwaway Family 5. Am I the jerk for refusing to stop using my nephew's nickname? Just getting the ages out of the way. I'm 22-year-old male, my nephew's 7, and my brother's 23. I have a special nickname for nephew. I call him Blip. I call him that because he was a tiny baby when he was born, and when I first told him, my dad said, he's barely a blip on your radar. That was a joke because I'm pretty tall and my nephew looked extra tiny when I was holding him. Since then, Blip became my nickname for him. I still call him that and he doesn't like it when anyone other than me calls him that. The issue happened earlier today. My siblings, they're technically my step-siblings, but I consider them siblings, and I were visiting my dad and stepmom. I got there at the same time as my brother. I walked in and said hello to everyone. I said, hey Blip, to my nephew. My brother walked in after me and said, hey Blip, to my nephew as well. My nephew didn't like that and politely asked my brother to not call him that. That started an argument between my brother and I that ended with him asking me not to call my nephew Blip anymore. I refused, and my brother called me a pompous jerk. The family's pretty split on this. My dad and older sister, my nephew's mom, think I should be allowed to have a special nickname for my nephew, but my stepmom and younger sister think that if they can't call him Blip, then I shouldn't be allowed to either. So, am I the jerk for refusing to stop using my nephew's nickname? I think what matters here is keeping what the nephew wants in mind and really trying to take a step back and understanding why the brother is feeling this way or acting that way. I think it's coming from a place of jealousy from the brother that OP has something special or cutesy and they want to be able to have that too, but they have none of the history there with that. The nephew clearly stated their wish for everybody but OP to call them something else and that should be respected because the nephew wants that. OP shouldn't be punished for it, and nor should the connection between OP and their nephew around the name Blip. Wouldn't you guys agree with me? Our next story is from throwaway Unction93. Am I the jerk for threatening to leave my daughter's wedding because of her rules? I'm 48-year-old male. My daughter's 26-year-old female. Wedding was yesterday. She moved back to our home state of Utah with her fiancé after living in Boston for college and dental school. She does not seem happy to be back here and said that she only moved back because her husband's 28-year-old male company transferred him here. She knows that in our area, families run large. She's one of three kids only because my wife, 47-year-old female, became sick after our youngest, but it's not uncommon to have families of eight. When she started planning her wedding, she started worrying about venue capacity and having to spend money on babysitters. 
For couples with small kids on her list, she made it clear that she could not accommodate kids for or under at this wedding. That caused a lot of ire, and we got phone calls asking why. My daughter's rationale was that she thought older kids would enjoy a party more. My daughter's younger sister, Ashley, 24-year-old female, has been married for two years and begged her sister to invite her husband's brother and his wife to the wedding too. Ashley's brother-in-law, 41-year-old male, and his wife, 33-year-old female, have five kids, four of whom are under the age of four. When they RSVP'd, they indicated that they'd only be bringing their eight-year-old daughter. I know Ashley's husband's brother well, as he funded my brother's new business and employs Ashley's husband, my son-in-law, in a job that allows Ashley and him to be full-time parents to their kids. However, that side of the family took a while to warm up to Ashley, as they're wary to newcomers. So the day of the wedding comes, and everybody arrives with the kids they RSVP'd for, and then Ashley's brother-in-law arrives early with all five of their kids in tow. The nanny they have for their kids are not there. My daughter's angry when she hears of this, and their explanation is that their younger kids were upset, and they wanted to be in these wedding pictures too. An argument ensues where my daughter says that they had on-call nannies and just for whatever reason decided this was the event they didn't want to leave their kids for. I look over and Ashley's getting upset and her brother-in-law and sister-in-law won't budge. The toddlers are getting anxious and starting to loudly cry and I finally tell my daughter to just let them in or we'd be here forever. She asked why I was taking their side and I finally say that she either lifts the child-free policy for family or just cancel the wedding because I was done with her rules and leaving. My daughter says, really dad? Way to take sides. She then stormed off and there was a minute where she considered walking down the aisle with her future father-in-law. She ended up relenting but says her wedding is marred by this event. Am I the jerk? I was afraid that this would become the standoff and Ashley would face ire from her in-laws. Personally, I think OP is the jerk. Clearly OP feels a certain way about whether or not you should ever have some kind of child-free policy at a wedding, but the fact of the matter is OP's daughter wanted this child-free policy and it wasn't respected. There's not much of a bigger event that you can throw than a wedding. You had a very clear comprehensive rule and it was straight up ignored because they were selfish. So yeah, I agree, way to go dad, way to take sides. Our next story is from NoPhilosopher716. Am I the jerk for calling my sister's wedding a knockoff of my own? I've always been the favorite among my siblings. As the baby of the family and the only boy, I got doted on a little extra. This extra doting increased when I expressed an interest in dance and actually discovered a talent for it. This makes sense in my mind. My schedule required more time and money devoted to it since I now had to be taken to classes and showcases needed the proper attire, etc. There were a few years of tension between my sisters and I, especially during our teen years, where it seemed like they blamed me for what was going on, or expected me to apologize for our parents' choices, something I adamantly refused to do. Tension seemed to ease some when we went our separate ways. My sisters stuck around in our hometown to get jobs while I moved to a city about an hour away for college. I met my now husband there, and despite what my parents tried to talk us into, we got married in a tiny ceremony at the local courthouse where only immediate family was present. We had a party with our close friends and family later to celebrate, but the ceremony itself was just like we wanted. A small part of an intimate and peaceful day focused on my partner and I. 
My oldest sister got engaged a couple of months ago, and my parents jumped at the chance to start planning an over-the-top wedding. I've been around for some of it, and a lot of what's being offered to the new happy couple is what was suggested to my husband and I when they were trying to convince us to have a big wedding. This didn't bother me at all. In fact, I was happy that my sister was getting what seemed like the wedding of her dreams. Unfortunately, it seems she's still holding a grudge over what happened when we were kids, and has made multiple jokes about how she's the favorite now and that this is payback for all the things that she missed out on when I was being chauffeured to dance practice. I took the first few in stride, but it's getting tired now that it's been repeated so many times. I recently told her that the jokes were getting old, but that still didn't stop her. I finally had enough last night and after a few drinks at a little weekend family get-together, I told her that her wedding was essentially a knockoff of mine and that I doubted our parents would be putting this much effort in had I gone through with the extravagant plans they wanted me to a few years ago. She left the room in tears and I've gotten mixed reactions from family over what I said. Am I the jerk? I just I feel like OP was baited into stooping to their level. Honestly, I don't know if I really blame them with all the prodding, but I definitely feel like this was one of those situations where you probably just should have took the high road. Honestly, maybe the whole thing is a greater symptom of OP actually having been the favorite child with special treatment. This might legitimately be the first situation where the parents are doting on the other kids as much as they had doted on OP all of their life up to this point. Either way, I think signs point to OP being the jerk here. Our next story is from Foundtown Pound 123. Am I the jerk for calling the police on my younger sister? I was saving all year for a birthday present for my son, who's turning 14 this year. I was able to get him a bike, and he's been wanting one for a while since he grew out of his old one about a year ago. His birthday is next Friday, and he's been extremely excited. The bike was kept in my parents' garage, and my sister, who's also 14, decided to take it out for a joyride and managed to get it stolen. I told her she had to find it in 24 hours or I'd call the cops. My parents thought I was just trying to scare her, but I really wasn't. I'm a single parent and saved for months just to get it. My sister couldn't find it, so this afternoon I called the police and they've told me they probably won't be able to get the bike back, but my sister will end up getting a slap on the wrist. My parents are mad at me because I have the potential to ruin my sister's life with this. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk here because considering the parents' reaction, it just does not seem likely that the younger sister would have any kind of punishment here. And let's be real, Considering they're 14 years old, I doubt the law is going to come down very hard on her. But she definitely needs some kind of way to learn that what she did here was awful. And using the legal system in that way is probably the only way they would have really have been held accountable. Or at least have their eyes opened to how awful it was and the ramifications for doing so. Our next story is from ToastWJelly657. Am I the jerk for asking my mother and father-in-law to choose between their two daughter-in-laws? Right before I was about to leave for my mother and father-in-law's house, I got a phone call from my husband. Husband was extremely upset and asked me if I'd left for his parents yet. I said no, and he told me he needed to make me aware of a situation. A few hours before, his father called him and shared with him screenshots of a dating app profile containing my name and photos. Before I could say anything, my husband reassured me he knew it was fake. A few things that tipped him off. One, the screenshots from my profile said less than a mile away. 
when referring to the distance of the user. Two, it was my sister-in-law who found the account. My straight, female, and married sister-in-law just randomly decided to go on Bumble and somehow fell upon my profile, even though we live over a hundred miles apart. When I got to mother and father-in-law's house, father-in-law rushed out to talk to me. He told me I had every right to be upset, but asked me to be the bigger person and not cause any more unnecessary drama. When I got to sister-in-law, initially she denied everything, but after about two minutes, she couldn't keep her story straight. Instead of apologizing, she just started bawling her eyes out. She blamed the whole thing on pregnancy hormones and tried to play it off as a joke. My mother and father-in-law both pulled me outside to try and get me to calm down. I asked them why they were taking her side. They told me there were no sides and they were just trying to keep the peace. After they said that, I lost it and told them keeping the peace is just an excuse used by enablers. I told them that they had a very important decision to make. If they chose to stand by sister-in-law, they'll lose me as a consequence. They told me they were afraid to lose their grandchild, and I responded with, you're going to lose a set of grandchildren either way. It's either going to be the ones in front of you now, or the future grandchildren me and husband will have. My husband and I are on the same page, and we've both agreed to cut contact with his family unless some kind of just consequence for sister-in-law happens. I definitely don't think OP's the jerk here. It's kind of easy to try to argue, oh well, you shouldn't punish the grandparents here, the the father and mother-in-law, but the heart of the issue is they're not acknowledging what sister-in-law did, and like OP kind of said, they're pretty much enabling it. If they can't even look you in the eyes and recognize that what they did was wrong and agree that some punishment is necessary, I mean, what's stopping you from just outright saying they're supporting that behavior then? Our next story is from Anxie 617 Am I the jerk for telling of my existence to my siblings despite my stepmother's wishes, therefore causing a big fight between them and then refusing to help stepmother divert the blame? Where do I even begin? I'm 18-year-old female. My dad married my stepmom Rose when I was about two years old. He died when I was six because of cancer. At the time, my little brother Austin was two, and she was pregnant with my sister Alyssa. She promised my dad that she would take care of me when he's gone. After my dad died, Rose left me to foster care. She told me she can't take care of me right now, but after her baby's born, she'll be back for me. But she didn't come back. As I got older, I reached out to her, so did my social worker. She refused to allow me to see my siblings. I did this every year, and she refused every year. After turning 18, I reached out to Rose again, and she told me I'm a stranger. Her children don't even know I exist, and they have each other. They don't need me, and she wants to keep it that way. She told me to go look for my mom's relatives if I want family, that her and her children are not my family. It wasn't a pleasant meeting. A few days later, I said to myself, screw it. I do exist. I'm a real person. I'll go and tell my siblings myself. I talked to Austin's best friend, found her on social media, and told her everything. Had lots of pictures and documents as well. Once she was convinced, she invited Austin and Alyssa over, and I met them and told them everything. I had a lot of pictures, including some of me and him together when he was a baby, also of me and my dad and Rose as well, also a few with me with my dad on his final days which they said Rose had shown them very similar pictures, but I wasn't in any of them. It was very emotional. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. But they were angry. Especially Austin because he always felt like something was wrong but couldn't put it together. Rose had always told them it was because their dad had died. Anyway, they called their grandma, Rose's mom, and she confessed as well. Told them she wanted to tell them the truth but Rose had threatened that she would cut off contact if she did. They eventually went home and confronted their mom and all heck broke loose. Rose was initially furious with me, even called the police. They dismissed her after talking to Austin and Alyssa, called me and said some very nasty things about me, my mom, and my dad's mom for some reason too. They're both passed away. Anyway, I talked to my siblings a few more times, and a couple of days later, Rose called me again and told me she's happy to let me see my siblings and have a real relationship. She lost the war with Austin and Alyssa and invited me over. I went there and had a good day with them. Then she asked me to help her make amends with the kids, to tell them that her not telling them about me was a mutual decision between her, my social worker, and my dad, because they all believed it would be best. She wants this so that she can move on and for the kids to stop blaming her. So far, I've refused. Am I the jerk for what I did, telling my siblings the truth, and what I continued to do, refusing to help her blame my dead dad for this, basically? absolutely not the jerk it's great that op finally was able to punch through sadly it was so long so late compared to what it should have been op has nothing to feel bad about nothing to apologize for and hopefully they can grow together with their family also it's hilarious that they try to call the cops for what there's not a charge in the book for what op did our next story is from teban 23 Am I the jerk for taking in two children from a bad home without my husband's approval? I, 28-year-old female, have been married to my husband, 28-year-old male, for five years. And we've been together since high school. We have one daughter together, Erin, 10-year-old female, who is severely autistic. 
Our family situation isn't ideal and has put a strain on our relationship with both each other and our child. My husband works in the Navy and is usually gone for six to nine months at a time. This means I'm left alone to look after Erin, which is extremely difficult as she's essentially non-verbal, has ARFID, etc. I love my daughter and I wouldn't change her for the world, but it can still be very stressful and my husband doesn't always understand that. I don't have many friends and live far away from family, so life can feel very difficult and lonely. When my cousin, 37-year-old female, got in touch to reconnect, it felt like an answered prayer. However, I found out that she was battling alcoholism and neglecting her two children, Mia, 16-year-old female, and Corey, 6-year-old female. I reported the incident to CPS and got emergency custody. Their father's not in the picture, and at this point, my husband was very supportive. The girls and my daughter became very close. I have never, ever seen my daughter love or trust someone as quickly as she did with Mia and Corey. Mia is a very maternal soul and Corey, although young, is fascinated by Aaron. I've never seen a child so young be so inclusive and accepting of my daughter and her needs. I truly believe these girls were sent to us. I now have full custody of them and their mother's still drinking. I may not have given birth to these girls, but they're as much my daughters as Aaron. They're the first friends Aaron has ever had, as other children tend to be intimidated by her and her needs, and seeing them all get along so well warms my mama heart. My husband doesn't feel the same. When I originally told him that I applied for full custody, he was angry and told me that that was not my decision to make, that it's his house too and I shouldn't go adopting children wherever I find them, and hung up. I can understand where he's coming from, but I'm not asking him to adopt them. I'm asking him to respect the fact that they need us and that I'm not going to give up on them like their parents did. When he came home for Christmas last year, he completely blinked them and pretended they didn't exist. He would also frequently say to our daughter that she was the only child he was ever going to love or need, right in front of them, which was just cruel. On top of that, he barely spoke to me the whole time either. His behavior really hurt them, and they're terrified of Christmas. My husband and I rarely speak, and there's a part of me that wonders if we're better off separate, but I know the girls will think it's their fault. I feel like I'm the jerk for bringing these girls into his life, but I would have also have been a jerk if I'd done nothing. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk for bringing them in under the emergency situation, but when OP shifts this to a more permanent solution, without ever respecting or understanding or concerning the husband and their wants and needs, then yeah, I think it does make OP the jerk. It doesn't make OP a bad person, and honestly bless them for looking out for these kids and also fostering a situation that's good for their biological child. But if the husband doesn't want the kids, they have every right for that, and it might cause a rift in that relationship. Our next story is from Flashy Focus 4824. Am I the jerk for asking my daughter-in-law to stop making social media posts that make me look bad? I have a son, Ryan, male 22. Ryan has a wife, Holly, female 22. They got married and moved in together around four months ago after dating for three years. I'm really happy for them. There's just a small problem though. Holly has recently started making posts on social media with jokes about how horrible mother-in-laws are all the time. When seeing them, I thought I did something to upset Holly. I asked her about it, and she insisted that I hadn't upset her, and that she just posts them because she thinks they're funny. 
I asked Ryan about it and he said that Holly never seemed upset at me and told me I'm overthinking it, but Holly keeps making these posts. The rest of my family's even been asking me if everything's okay between me, Ryan, and Holly because they've seen the post too. The last straw was when Holly made a post about arguments with monsters in law. Now everyone in my family thinks I argued with Holly when that didn't even happen. I asked Holly about it again and she said that once again, she just posted it because she thought it was funny, not actually anything personal to me. I told Holly that she's making me uncomfortable and she's making the family think I'm being horrible to her. Holly said that's not her problem and that people need to learn how to take a joke. I asked Holly to please stop making these posts because people aren't going to interpret them that way. Holly said I'm being unreasonable and told me I can't tell her what to do and said I'm a bossy jerk. Well, I think when you're 22 years old, you can very often still be a very childish 22. And I feel like it's pretty apparent Holly is. I kind of see their side where they're just posting stuff that they think is funny, but they don't realize the consequence of what they're posting is making somebody, I wouldn't say get harassed, but they're gonna kind of poison the well of their family's opinions about OP because, well, how else does it look? It might cause a flare-up, but I feel like if I was in OP situation, I would have some like write-up explanation paragraph to leave as a comment on every single one of these posts, explaining that it has nothing to actually do with OP and that they haven't fought and that they've even asked these kinds of jokes to stop being shared. It might cause an argument, sure, but it might also help save OP's public opinion amongst their family. This next story is from Specific Maine 5699 Am I the jerk for canceling the family vacation because my husband gave our kids tickets to his widowed cousin's kids? Me, female 33, and my husband Chris, male 36, planned a one-week vacation to an out-of-state ski resort with our two kids. His cousin Martin, male 38, lost his wife to cancer six months ago. She left behind two kids nearly the same age as my kids, six and nine. My husband is devastated for his best friend's loss. They're so close that he sees them as a friend. Understandably so, he tries to help Martin and kids, but in my opinion, he's been doing a little too much for them lately. He suggested that we take Martin's kids with us to the resort to get their mind off the grief a bit. I apologized and said it wouldn't since we barely have budget to cover for our kids. He insisted and then tried offering compromises, but I still said it wouldn't work. He was obviously pissed, but dropped it eventually. Two days before the trip, I found out that my husband booked two tickets for Martin's kids instead of our own kids. I was the one paying, but he insisted on handling the booking and making reservations. I was stunned. I called him out on it and he apologetically talked about how Martin needs some alone time away from the kids, how the kids need a breather and how they need this vacation more than our kids do. I flipped out at him, asking if he was seriously okay with prioritizing other kids over his own. He said it wasn't about priorities, but doing what's needed to help those kids out. I asked how his own kids will react once they find out, but he said, I'm sure they'd understand. I said no and decided to cancel the vacation altogether. He freaked out on me saying that I can't do that and make him look small in front of his cousin and family, since they praised him for this nice gesture. I refused to negotiate it, but he called me horribly selfish and cruel towards grieving kids and said that he'll make sure our own kids know how I'm behaving towards the other kids by robbing them of the fun they so much need and deserve. 
We haven't been talking and he's so pissed and keeps throwing a fit after fit about it, claiming I ruined it for everybody when I cancelled. I feel bad for the kids, I do, but I don't think what he did was right. Am I the jerk for cancelling? I don't think OP's the jerk. This is obviously a terrible thing for those kids and you want to help out however you can, but cancelling these plans or giving away your plans to them is just unfair. If that husband really wants to do something, have them stay away from the vacation, have them do something with the kids and take them out on the town or whatever, and all of a sudden I bet, what's that, they don't want to stay back from the vacation? No surprise there. Guess they don't care enough and they're horribly selfish and cruel. Our next story is from ThrowRA31133434. Am I the jerk for publicly uninviting my fiancé's best friend from the wedding over a joke he made? I wonder if I'm overreacting, but we'll see here. I, female 30, used to be a SNX worker. Now, I'm not proud of myself for what I did, but I don't go hard on myself either because circumstances were impossible at the time. And I did what I had to do to support my family and myself. My fiancé, male 33, is completely aware of every single aspect of my past, and he doesn't judge me at all for it. His friend, his best friend, however, tends to throw in some backhanded remarks about my past and says he's just joking. He's prone to making jokes about people's personal lives and, apparently, everybody's okay with it. They call it good sport. Last night, my fiancé took me to dinner with his family and his best friend was there. We had dinner and started talking about the wedding, which will take place next month. My fiancé said something about the budget being tight, and his friend said, Not so sure about this whole wedding thing, since you might find yourself paying for SNX later on, despite having the legal rights to it. I was blown away, truly blown away by what he said. I really wanted to let it go, but since my in-laws laughed, I blew up at him and called him an idiot. He was like, relax, it was a joke, didn't you get it? Well, it's your problem then. My fiancé tried to calm me down after I stood up, but I got more pissed and told his friend publicly that he was uninvited from the wedding, took my stuff, and went home. My fiancé came back and was flipping out at me, saying it was a joke, and I had no right to uninvite his best friend from the wedding like that. I pointed out how his friend's joke wasn't really a joke, but he said that I should quit being oversensitive and taking stuff too personally and seriously. We argued, and he said it's his wedding too and that I was being controlling and moody. I broke down crying, and he accused me of using tears as manipulation to get the upper hand in the argument. I packed and went to stay with mom. My future mother-in-law tried calling me to tell me how I'm trying to drive a wedge between her son and his friend by uninviting him from the wedding. I refused to speak to her on that, but my fiancé and her are clearly upset and think I overreacted. I think OP's definitely not the jerk, and I would take this as not only enough evidence to question inviting the friend to the wedding, but also enough to question the wedding itself. Because clearly the fiancé is on a different side than OP, and I think OP's more than justified. And our final story of the day is from Redford Junction 3654. Am I the jerk for not picking up long-distance relationship boyfriend from the airport? My boyfriend and I are in a long-distance relationship. He typically comes to visit me once a month. I admittedly haven't gone to see him since I don't love spending time in his town. Recently he came to visit. I told him that I'd meet him at my home and offer to pay for his Uber. When we met up, he told me that he was disappointed that I haven't ever picked him up from the airport, that it made him feel a bit unloved because I haven't gone to see him at his home. 
I told him it was a lot of work to drive down to the airport and it was out of the way from my office and home and that it was most convenient for him to take an Uber, which I'd offer to pay for. He seemed really saddened by and anxious about that and said that it was important to him to spend as much time as possible together when visiting because it only happens once a month. I told him I was sorry that he was upset but that it wasn't fair of him to get mad at me for not meeting needs he didn't communicate until now. The conversation ended soon after that and he went home. Am I the jerk for not picking up long distance relationship boyfriend from airport? I'm just questioning, is there really a spark in this relationship? I'm not saying you have to, but I'm saying if you were in a relationship where you really wanted to be with that other person, I feel like most people would be head over heels, even if it's a little out of the way, to drive out to the airport just to have that time driving back together. It seems almost like weirdly transactional for Opie to be like, oh, I'll just pay for the Uber, just take an Uber on down and uh, I'll be here waiting for you. It just seems uninspiring and I think OP's the jerk. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.